Welcome to the Refs Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real, raw, and behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with 10 years of experience and over 1,200 matches under my belt. You can find me at refsneedlove2.com, on Instagram, and on TikTok. This week, I'm going to be sharing a presentation that I did for Soccer in the Streets, which if you don't know this program, they are amazing. They work in the urban core of Atlanta. They've transformed uh, wasted parking lot spaces at our MARTA station, our urban metro, into small soccer pitches. They provide free soccer for the community. It's extremely in need, at risk community, and they do development as well. They talk about nutrition, they talk about teamwork, they talk about leadership, they talk about dealing with grief. I mean, this organization is amazing. I volunteer my time with them, and a few weeks ago, they asked me to come speak to their coaches to help them understand how to deal with the youth referees that they employ and try and create a more positive environment for all. I recognize some of the sound levels are a little bit off on this as you're going to hear people ask questions or I'm going to be introduced. I'm going to try and level it out the best I can. Uh, Again, I, I, I think it's a good thing to listen to because I get asked for this stuff all the time and I bet you do too. Here it is. We can stand up here and we can tell you all the SEL stuff. We can stand up here and tell you all the U.S. soccer stuff. Um, but what we can't tell you, and what I can't specifically tell you, is game-like situations, specifically through the eyes of the referees. So we decided to bring somebody in. I can't wait for him. To, he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, really, really excited. He has an organization he's going to share more about. But just wanted to take a minute. And I need you guys to lean in for the next 30 minutes here, 25, 30 minutes, 20, 25, 30 minutes. Lean in here to what we're about to learn because we actually have some youth referees in the crowd. Um, we also have some youth referees on our teams that we need to model this for, okay? So just wanted to introduce introduce this and introduce David. David, if you'll come up um, and give a round of applause. <laughs> Show of hands, how many of you believe that you can control your behavior on the sideline? Most. Not everyone. For the record, not everyone. How many of you feel that you can control the behavior of your parents on the sideline? Okay, one more trivia question for you. Uh, Let's see. How long do you think, how many years do you think it would take for someone to become a really great referee? I know you guys are coaches and not refs. How long do you think? It depends on the person. Depends on the person? Um, How many years? Let's say five. Five years. Sir? Two or three years. Two or three years, okay. Those are both really good answers. I got prizes for you. you If you do become a ref... Got a flip coin for you. So this is a serious problem. A serious problem. So to become a good referee, and I've been refing for about 10 years, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing for the first two, at least. Because it's one thing when you're a player, and I was a player, and I was a coach. But it's a total another thing when you've got the whistle and the jersey, and it's your job in real time from a position to really delineate, well, is that just contact? Is that a foul? Is that a reckless foul? Is that a red card? I have no idea. 
you have to have thousands upon thousands of reps before you start getting good. 70, 80% of referees drop out in less than three years. 70 to 80%. So to be good, we need refs to be developed in an environment where they feel comfortable. Just like your kids that you're coaching, if they have an awful experience, they're not going to stick with it, are they? If they feel like coming to the game means that they're going to yell at and scream at and it's going to be a negative, toxic experience, they're not sticking with it and coming back. It is the same thing for the refs. I guarantee there's not a single one of you that would let a parent from an opposing team scream at a kid on your team. Would you? No way. Man, you would absolutely knock that out in a second flat. But when it's the ref who's someone's son or daughter or niece or nephew or mother or father, why is it okay to allow parents to yell at them? Are they not human? So 93%, and this is recent data, this is 2020, uh, 94% of referees have experienced verbal abuse. I would love to find that 4% that have not and go rough there. That must be wonderful. Um, not sure what the league that is. Uh, but 60%, the top reason for referees that leave is specifically verbal abuse from fans, spectators. So now, Everyone in this room felt really confident that if you saw a parent yelling and screaming at a kid on your team, maybe from the other opposing team parents, you'd jump in, right? You'd protect that kid. And you'd say that's unacceptable. But for some reason, and we've got some young referees right here, when people yell at them, somehow it's okay. Number two reason is verbal abuse from coaches. And you might say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm fighting for my team, right? Keeping the ref honest. I don't know if there's ever a scenario where grown adults, men and women, could yell at a child, a 13, 14, 15-year-old young adult, and it not be threatening. There's a power imbalance, right? Not only is there a physical power imbalance, big time. Like, if you had a child who was 13, and you saw some 30-year-old, 40-year-old, man, woman, full adult, yelling at your kid, oof, my gosh, it is on. That's exactly right. say their mental health has been negatively affected. And the top thing, the number one thing that referees ask for when they say, what could people do to make it a job that you'd want to stay in? Safety. My son started refing with me when he was 10. Used to be able to get certified at 10 years old. U.S. soccer. So he was always pretty mature for his age. 
And when he decided he wanted to be a referee, I was like, well, I'm going to drive him to the field. I'm going to do it too. Um, I had actually played rugby in college and I was a rugby referee after college for a couple of years. And then we lived over in Europe for a few years and I did some refing over there on a volunteer basis. And so when he wanted to be a ref, I was like, I'm going to do it too. He stopped refing about, about a year and a half ago now. Uh, he was a senior in high school and the anxiety of just being assigned to a game, we'd find out what games we were doing maybe Tuesday or Wednesday before the weekend or the week before, just became overwhelming. Now, we had ref for a long time, and I ref. And I know Mansoor was saying he does some ADASL. Maybe you guys play. Um, we do you know, some higher level MLS next and ECNL matches. Uh, but at one particular ADASL, ADASL match, he had, we had a player get red carded, and that player decided to take a run at my son and you know front him, bump him in the chest, I was the AR one on one side of the field. He was the AR on the other side. You can imagine my fright as I had to run over and separate the two. Um, but that was just one incident of many where just doing our job, something we love doing, wound up being something where we had to physically fear for our health and safety. Um, in two different occasions, I've had to be in a locked locker room with police at our door to protect us and make sure that we can get out safely. This is in America. <laughs> I will tell you. Hey, let's even go a little more crazy. So my little suburb, I live in Peachtree City. It's a beautiful little bubble down there. U-12. U-12 soccer match. 12-year-old kid gets a red card. His 16-year-old brother and all his friends are waiting in the parking lot. And as the 17-year-old ref walks out of the parking lot, they jump him. And beat him up. In America. And so safety is something we advocate for. But I will tell you, usually it begins with words. Usually it begins with someone yelling something, being upset, yelling, and then they don't think that their words are having impact on the referee. So all of a sudden, then they start thinking about getting physical. And I've seen it happen numerous times. So we've got to address when we hear people yelling at our refs, whether it's spectators or again, we got to police ourselves coaches. Sometimes you start yelling, and then all of a sudden, that nice human brain that we've developed over millennia, you become a reptilian brain, and you start going, you know, you see the red mist, and all of a sudden it becomes physical. It's a serious problem. Um, I could tell you, hey, we need to get a hold of it before someone gets killed. Guess what happens every year? Every year. In this country, some referee gets hit and dies, or gets shot. Now, often it's assaults, which happened last week, actually, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. A ref got headbutted, knocked out cold, um, but it happens. And it starts with words. And we see it everywhere, right? You see it in NBA, you see it you know, in basketball, uh, we see it Premier League, if you watch a lot of it. So we see all this stuff, you see the parent or spectators, they feel like it's the price of admission. They get to go to the game and so they're going to yell because, you know, that's my release. Okay. It shouldn't be happening as we start getting down into grassroots. And I will tell you, when you become a professional referee and you've got security and you've got life coaches and people are helping you manage all of that, the sports uh, positive psychology people, they're pretty good about it. You know, they're at a professional level. Pretty much the, the crowd just sounds like a roar or whatnot. They don't hear the individual comments. They don't have social media. 
But for the individual grassroots referee, you can't not hear it when someone is saying something to you. You can't not. It hurts you to your core. You're out there trying to do your best, and you've got people who are questioning your credibility and telling you you're doing a horrible job. You're not going to come back. There are too many other ways to earn money out there than be a ref. I actually literally last night at dinner, my wife and I were out with our best friends, and their son is a sophomore in college up in North Georgia. And we're like, oh, how's, how's Nick doing with his roughing? And they're like, yeah, he stopped. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the parents, coaches, just too much. He was getting paid great money. $100 a match. It's great money. <laughs> just did not want to deal with it. So let's talk about why people abuse officials and then kind of the different types of things that are out there, what's acceptable, what's not. So again, a lot of people, they model what they see on TV. Um, the ref or judge is not a human. I mean, again, I see it all the time. We would never, ever, ever, ever talk the way we do to referees to any other person that we do business with in society. Ever. Never. And if you're the type of person who absolutely verbally screams and yells at your waitress because your order came out wrong, I don't want to be friends with you. But the type of things that I see done to referees in the society is outrageous. Outrageous. So, again, talked about this. Minimal consequences, again, for people usually in the stands, the spectators, no accountability. You know, sometimes there's a lack of understanding of the game. Why did they call that foul? Why didn't they call that foul? You know, again, I got to tell you, referees, they make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, right? Players make mistakes. Coaches make mistakes. Refs make mistakes. I'm always amazed when I'm at like a recreational match and the kids complete maybe 20% of their passes and literally miss like 90% of their shots on goal. But if the ref makes one error, everyone goes nuts on the ref. It's crazy. Um, Again, this phrase I've heard from coaches before, well, I'm just keeping the ref honest. You know, if I yell at them, then I'm likely to get a call or something of the nature. Or maybe they won't make a call for the other team. Honestly, what's happening is you've got someone who's trying to bully someone to try and get certain results. Um, This one I hear a lot. I'm fighting for my team. My kids want to see me fighting for my team or something of the nature. Um, This one was wild, defending my daughter. Uh, This last year I saw it was actually at a baseball game where some father was being kicked out of a match. He's sitting like a hundred yards away in the stands, but he's screaming at the umps finally to chuck him out. And he wound up uh, falling down the stairs. I, I, I don't wish that upon anyone. Um, but <laughs> when I had uh, seen this posted whatnot, and I posted on my channel about, you know, just like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't yell at refs. Um, the family uh, who that happened to reached out to me. And the explanation was, is I am just defending my daughter. I mean, it was literally, I think it was a balk call or something in nature where the pitcher balked and if someone got to move up a base. But he took that as I am going to scream bloody murder at the umpire and defend my daughter. It's like, what a ridiculous thing. I have to say, what does it do? So if, the, if you're screaming at the referee or you're yelling at the referee, what does that say to the spectators around there? Let's do it too. That's a great one, man. Dude, I'm going to give you this red card. It's not a red card of anger. It's a red card of love. Okay. That's right. It's great. <laughs> Add to your collection. You've earned a few. I like that. <laughs> Do they give you one when you get to take it home with you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. 
So if you are a coach or setting the example, well, I'm going to yell at the ref, guess what? All of the parents yell at the ref too and dissent every call. Even if you're not yelling, but you're commenting on every call, we call persistent dissent, that tells the parents to do it. How about the kids? If you don't respect the call, what about the kids? They won't respect the call. And so everything starts to break down. And that's a serious problem. Because as a coach, one of the main things you want to teach your kids is accountability and responsibility for their actions. When you blame the ref for everything, okay, it's the ref's fault, well, then they're not responsible for their actions. They lost because someone else. I will tell you, I've seen plenty of badly ref games in my time. <laughs> badly ref games. But rarely, rarely, rarely is it ever refed all in one direction badly. They're just bad overall. <laughs> Seriously speaking, it's almost 99.99% the kids on the field who make a decision about who wins and who loses based on how they execute on the day. I also love, this is funny, there's actually an organization out there, a ref support organization called Officially Human. Like, we actually have to remind people that refs are human. I just find that to be uh, witty. All right. So what are the types of abuse that refs receive? Okay. So direct verbal, we understand that. That's when I'm yelling at a referee. Okay. There is the indirect verbal type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Indirect verbal, I would say, let's say it's after the match. And the refs are gathering their stuff and the coach is talking to their team and be like, that ref cheated us today. Absolutely awful. I don't want you to worry about you guys. He was awful. That would be indirect verbal, which we see it all the time. Oh, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, right. Uh, Negative comments on social media. We see often happens this threats to people's safety. I've personally had this said to me, you know, if you don't get out of here, you're going to be in trouble. You know, we're coming after you. Uh, type of thing. Um, Physical abuse happens, and I'm telling you, more often than you would think. I hope it never happens here at Soccer in the Streets, but I could tell you among myself and my colleagues, uh, way, way, way too often. All right, so what are the things that are acceptable and that are just going to happen, and what is not acceptable in terms of dissent or comments towards a ref? Okay, these are things, and I just met with Sophia Mansour and Miriam before, um, These are things that I think just happen in the moment. We certainly do not, as referees, want to stop all of the atmosphere to match. People cheering and being emotionally invested is good. That is a great thing for the game. We all want people to be passionate about the sport. Maybe the kids who are playing, their parents never played and they don't know about soccer, and we want them to be engaged. And they're going to, when we make a call as a ref, because like I told these guys, make calls. (laughs) No one likes a ref who doesn't make calls, right? Make calls. Okay. The team that we make the call against is going to be upset. Now, I don't want them to yell sometimes, but sometimes it happens. Like, it's a tight game, and so we're like, oh, damn it, darn, something like that, whatever it might be. Sorry, I cussed there. Uh, Really? If it happens like that every now and then, really, it's no big deal. No big deal. Um, What I would love for you guys to do, if you are working with your parents, though, and you give them out sheets, give them lists of phrases that you want them saying, okay? Okay. Because I don't think if you're running sessions and training and coaching, you don't want them saying, pass, shoot, press, blah, 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 blah. That's your job as a coach. The parent's job when they come should be like, great job, great effort, cheering, clapping, go. You know, if someone else makes a great plan on the team, cheer for them too. So I want to encourage you guys to give the, co- the parents 
phrases that they should be saying that are helpful as opposed to things that are not helpful. The next level uh, that we get to is when you get into dissent. So again, outbursts of emotion, atmosphere, all good, bring it on. I encourage my refs, just drown it out. <laughs> you know, if someone's upset about an, a call here and there, an offside call, whatever, just people are upset about that. Just move on. But when it starts to become things that are going to affect our match control, okay? So someone's saying, that's terrible. Or making a personal comment, you don't know what you're doing, okay? You've got to be kidding me. There's no way that's a foul, okay? It changes. It's not just an outburst of emotion. You've made a personal comment. And if you're making a personal comment that I can hear on the pitch, it's public. Now, what if on every single call, someone was like, oh, really? Every single time? Well, that would be what I call persistent dissent. So if you are guilty of public, persistent, okay, or personal dissent, those are yellow card worthy. Now, for me in my match as an adult, <laughs> and I've been around for a long time, generally speaking, I'll go to a coach and be like, coach, you're engaging in public dissent. Please stop or there will be consequences. That's all I say. You give them a warning. If they don't stop, that's when I go back and I go, coach, you've engaged in public dissent. You've been warned. Now you are being cautioned. If you continue, there will be consequences. Okay, I'm not yelling at anyone. I'm not having an argument about it. It's not me who's the problem. It's their behavior. That's a problem. I'm not going to be perfect. No one should expect me to be perfect. But if you engage in these behaviors, I have to address it. What I try and encourage my refs. Go ahead, please. Yep. Public personal yep. persistent dissent is not going to be accepted right. by a Thank you, Chelsea. You're wonderful. I appreciate that. What she said. Good stuff. So what we try and encourage our referees or when I'm working with a referee is I try and de-escalate. Okay, again, you're working with youth officials here uh, for many of your matches. There is never a time where you should be raising your voice at a youth official ever. As I mentioned before, just you raising your voice as an adult is a threat. Even if you're 30 yards away, that is a physical threat. You're like, I'm not being physical. Oh, yeah, you are. Your, your strength, your size, your age, it's a physical threat. So we try and encourage people, and I want to encourage you guys, okay? If you do have a question for a referee, hey, that happens. Hey, ref, do you mind if I ask what that call is for? Great, thanks. What if you have a situation where a referee, brand new, and they're not making any calls at all. What might we potentially say? Any thoughts, ideas? We're going to take a quick break for words from our sponsor. It's better than an in-game water break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. 
Well, that's, that's funny. It's very passive aggressive, by the way. <laughs> it's like, what do I need to get a call? That's a good one. I'm a, you made me laugh. I'll give you a yellow card for that one. That's good. You mind passing that to? That's good. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. How about that? I guess I'm cheating because I do ref a lot of games. Cool. I ref like ADSL. Yep. And I would say the literal best thing you can do is talk to the ref before you yell at the ref because they will talk. They will converse with you. If you yell at them, they ignore you. If you come and say, hey, ref, did you see a handball there? They could be like, no, I didn't see a handball there. But if you walk up into them and say, you missed a handball, they're just going to ignore you. Yeah, that's awesome. I got, a, I got a coin for you, man. There you go. Oh, all right. So I don't know if you were. Hey, hey man, dude, I got one for you, too. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard that, but he said, talk first. If you talk to a referee, they're likely to talk back to you. They're going to mirror that behavior. But if you yell at a ref, well, they're not going to stand there and yell back. That's not helpful at all. They're just going to drown you out. So I think a reasonable conversation is good. I will say, if you by yourself say to a referee, hey, would you start calling some fouls? It's going to come across as a little biased. I will tell you, in this scenario where we're talking five aside, you know, soccer, maybe at halftime, you know, maybe before halftime, grab the other coach, say, hey, coach, I think maybe we should start calling some more fouls here. Oh, yeah. Okay. At halftime, you know, both of you calmly, hey, ref, do you mind if we talk to you for a second? Would you mind calling some more fouls? I don't mind if it's against my team too, but it's getting a little physical out there. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Most refs would be like, that's great. But if you do it during the, the game, whatnot, it's going to seem biased, you know, and then they're going to start getting, you know, have trepidation and be like, oh, I'm not doing my job right. But a nice, calm conversation as a colleague, that would go a long way. It'd be great. So for me, again, I'm all about the posture. You know, again, if you yell at someone like this with your shoulders like this, expect that someone's going to take that as a, as a threat. You know, it just, it is what it is. Um, and then words and tone of voice. Be very, you know, thinking about how you're approaching a referee, especially a youth referee. Um, this again, as, as Chelsea said, even dissent not acceptable. This is absolutely not acceptable, whether it's from, and, and there's no warning for this one. If you use offensive, insulting language or a parent uses offensive, insulting language, there is no warning. There is no yellow card. It is straight red. Again, if someone uses you know, profanity out there, especially in a youth match, if someone says something specific to the referee, you know, which very aggressive, whatnot, or calls into question their credibility, how much is the other team paying you type of thing, it is a straight red card. You do not get a warning from me. There is no yellow card. And these people should be doing that. Now, again, if they're said something from the parents, it's not the ref's job to deal with spectators. It is your job. They never card spectators. They go to you and say, hey coach, you need to warn your sideline if it's a warning thing. Or hey coach, that parent's gotta go. And they wait until you do it. And if you don't, you get the card or you get dismissed. It's on you. So again, ask, tell, dismiss is generally how it goes unless it's off in a bus. Uh, so I'll just kind of, you know, wrap here. I would just ask you and beg you, beg you uh, that every single participant on that pitch, you included, deserves love and respect. But there is no reason on earth why just because they have a certain color jersey, okay, and they have a whistle, that they're less of a human than anyone else and deserving of love and respect. And your job as a coach, man, goes a long way. I will tell you, my club, 
It's in our contract. If the parent yells at the referee or yells at the kid during the match telling him what to do, the kid sits. If the coach hears them yell at a ref about a call, their kid comes off the field. You guys have the power to make change, both for your behavior and for your parents' behavior. I beg you, beg you guys. Um, refs need love too. So thank you so much for your time. Cool. All right. And I think we have a little time for some more questions. So are there any questions for me? Please, sir. I've tossed some spectators out of the match. Great. Oh, yeah. I love that. Great. Yeah. Here, here, here you go. You <laughs> That's great. Dude, that's good. A little little love card for you. But there you go. That's <laughs> good. That's good. We have to be willing to take that action. And I tell you, you do it one time, everyone gets the message really quick. But I would say in advance, beginning of the season, those team meetings, set expectations. Again, give them. Here are words and phrases that are helpful out there. Here, here's what I'd like to see you to do. Okay, that would be great. If you do these things, this is not helpful. It's not helpful for me. It's not helpful for the kids. Please. In, uh, in high school, they have, a, they have an actual rule to where yes. the referee never interacts with the parents. That's right. And that uh, if any of the parents get disrupted during a game, then the actual coach gets penalized. Yes. And, and now this year, even if, even if someone on the bench says something, an assistant coach or one of the kids, coach gets the card. That's right. Yeah. So I like that. that in all the I love that. I love that. There was a question over here, sir, with the soccer and suits yes. sweatshirt. Yes. Um, so Nick, I was asking at your club, do you guys have like field managers each game? <laughs> That's great. So I'm really fortunate. So I work at a lot of different clubs and fields. I go. I'm here at Inter Atlanta. I'll be here in a couple of weeks. Um, down at at Pack on the south side at uh, Georgia Soccer Park as well. But specifically at Mobo, which is near where I am. Yeah, they've got a security dude, Nick. He's jacked, <laughs> you know. I, I will tell you, I mean, he's been fantastic. Uh, my son was playing in a state cup final, and I saw some guy get out of his car and take his his pistol and put it in his back. <laughs> and I was, and I, think, I was like, dude, Nick, that guy, please get him out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it can be scary. Um, so yeah, I like to work places where I feel safe. Uh, there are some clubs I will not work for. Ever. I will not go to those fields ever again because I did not feel um, that my safety and, uh, for myself and of my crew was being taken care of proactively. And quite frankly, it is just not worth it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I think coaches need to be trained just like players. Uh, parents too. They need guidance on how to deal with referees, how to communicate with referees, how to respect referees just like they would anyone else on the pitch or around the pitch. So I think these types of trainings are really, really valuable. We cannot expect that the coaches are going to be able to figure it out for themselves. If you have any questions or you want me to potentially do a webinar uh, for your coaches in your area, for your association, you want me to speak to your parents, let me know. We'll work something out. I love doing this type of stuff. I really do. It helps me fulfill my mission of creating a more positive, inclusive environment uh, for all at our youth sporting events. Um, please consider supporting the channel by purchasing some merch, coins, cards, or maybe even a car magnet 
everything gets plowed, plowed back into this channel to bring you better and more valuable content and create a more positive environment for referees. I wish you all the best and may your next match be red card free.